Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you last week? Ah, uh, last week we started off on uh, uh, Tuesday. Let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. And uh, hmm, how about... Papa taking daughter to church so that they could pray over her. Yes. You know how we do when things are going wrong with our children. We take them to church so that the, you know, parishioners and, you know, the, the all of the uh, clergy can pray over our children. Well, right in the middle of the prayer, she jumps up and up. Uh, Tax him, yes. By the time the cops got there, he was all scratched up and stuff. And uh, that really took us down a nice conversational road with, you know, do we mandate our children to go to church? Yes. And uh, Pastor Jeff was adamant. He said, absolutely. If you live in my house, as for me in my house, I don't care how old you are. As a matter of fact, he said, even if you pay half the mortgage, I might consider it leaving you home. But other than that, you might as well pack up and be up in the church house. Yes. And then our Pastor Kale brought up the fact that, uh, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, you go to church and, you know, they making you go to church, but yet mama, you know, won't go to church. You know, it looks like a, a whole lot of uh, hypocritical stuff is going on. And uh, that took us down another road. And, you know, Although, you know, it's hypocritical in a sense, you know, we we do have to admit that, you know, as children, we don't know what's best for our life. And, you know, hey, you know, 
Thank God somebody forced us. Thank God somebody took us even when somebody else wasn't going. Our parents wasn't going because look at where we are now. And if that thought process prevailed, that, you know, it's hypocritical, so nobody goes because I'm not ready to go, then where would we be? So, you know, despite all of the conversation and all of the thought, you know, we do understand that, you know, yes, children don't know what's best for them. And they can't make those decisions for themselves, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, wow, Wednesday rolled around. And we had our girlfriend Viv bringing us this socially conscious segment. And, uh, wow, she hit us heavy. She hit us quite heavily, you know, as she talked about, you know, 10 students overdosed on weed edibles in school. And uh, seven out of the 10 were transported to the hospital. And thank God that, you know, all the children are okay. And uh, subsequent to that, you know, uh, in the school, they broke into the nurse's office to take the Benadryl. And uh, we didn't have very good results there, did we? Nope. As a matter of fact, um, you know, the two children died who, you know, took the Benadryl as the overdose, um, unfortunately, ended up causing them their life. Yeah. yeah. It didn't go too well for them. And uh, the bigger story, the Ohio mom who's suing the uh, principal in the school because her eighth-grade student was stripped over a vape pen. You know, a couple of girls were... Uh, accused of vaping or having a vape pen at least. And uh, one of the young ladies went through more of an ordeal than the other. Yeah, they insisted on, you know, revealing whether she had this vape pen or not. And uh, unfortunately, even after being stripped, they still didn't find anything on her. So now you've got to answer to mama as to why you didn't strip search her child for a vape pen that y'all ain't even found. No. So, uh, you know, that was one of our, you know, conversations as to how, you know, even in authority, despite the fact that, you know, these are um, urgent issues, we can't go around stripping children. You know, no, we can't do anything like that. We have to make sure that, you know, we do our due diligence and alert the authorities, alert mom, let mom come in and do what she needs to do. But by all means, we cannot take that type of matter into our own hands. Oh, and don't forget the big story of Wednesday about the mom who uh, offered up her, what? her liver for her son getting a job in the construction industry and all things went uh, a little chaotic, a little more chaotic than what she thought. And lo and behold, mm, mm, mm. mom is now facing a 2000 plus fine because uh, you just can't do things like that. Yes. 
the individual who she was even giving up her liver for didn't even know she was doing it. Nah, that was his son behind all of this. So, you know, for the sake of her son, she was willing to step out and do all of this, but I don't think she quite thought it was going to go down the way it did. So, I'm sorry. We can't do everything for our children. Yeah. So needless to say, that took up all of Wednesday's conversation. Thank you to Vivian. And uh, our faith over fear rang high as Pastor Charlotte shut it all down at the end of Wednesday morning. So uh, we had a wonderful Wednesday. Well, well, well. On Thursday, we had our Dr. Pierre Gordon in the house again. Yeah, you know, our, our personal uh, cosmetic surgeon is OBGYN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're claiming him. We're claiming him. We're claiming him. And this was his second time, you know, on the show. And, ooh, we had question and answer period for um, our Dr. Gordon and boy. He talked about hysterectomies and how there's two types of hysterectomies. One is a partial hysterectomy where they just take out the uterus but leave the cervix, and the other hysterectomy, they take out everything, total, okay? No ovaries, tubes, nothing, you know? So for those of you who did not know that there were two, Levels of a hysterectomy. Oh, what about those cysts? Hmm. Yeah. He says all of us, you know, because we ovulate, we make cysts, but it's not until they grow to be one to two centimeters large or cause some level of discomfort that, you know, now we have to go and get it checked out. And we discussed the fibroids. Yes, that is something that African American women primarily um, deal with, and um, you can either suffer with fibroids because of genetics, as well as possibly you know the uh, eating a lot of starch and carbs. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, just a little disturbance. All right, so listen, all I could do is tell you to go back to Thursday's episode because if you had any uh, questions about certain areas, 
Dr. Gordon was pretty thorough, and he answered everything we needed to know. So, But have no fear if you didn't get your question in. Uh, Dr. Gordon is coming back. Yes, he is. All right. I told you he's going to be our resident cosmetic surgery in OBGYN. You know, you know how they had Dr. Oz and, you know, all, yes, yes, yes. We have our own. We have our own. Okay, yes. Uh, it's the time with Pastor Steph. We stepping up. Stepping up our game. All right? All right. So, Friday. Freestyle Friday rolls around. And, uh, mm, we talked about quite a bit of things on Friday. And, uh, we landed on what do we allow our children to do. Now, that was a male conversation. And uh, my advice is to go back and listen. Yeah, it was a really good conversation. You know, sometimes with the men, we have those really, 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 really good conversations. Yeah, one of the days. At least that's the way I felt, you know. We had a really, 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 really good conversation. All right, so, you know, that, that's how we spent our week. And last night, uh, the Word Prayer Project was in effect. Uh, you know, I invited you to come on in the room, and we prayed for blessings, you know, as we go into the year of 2023. You know, it's a calendar year, and it's a fresh start, you know, if we want to look at it, you know, from, from a year-to-year type of thing. And uh, giving God that he, giving thanks that God has kept us safely through, you know, all of that, you know, hullabaloo and all the things that uh, we've gone through in the year of 2022. <laughs> we went through in 2022. You know, we're giving God thanks. We're giving God thanks for coming into 2023. And, you know, how are we setting, what are we setting our sights on? You know, I'm going to ask God to bless our 2023 in a special way. All righty. So that's how we started off the week. And it was good. The prayer request, again, we started off the year with some phenomenal prayer requests. And, um, you know, we're underway. We are underway. We're underway into our brand new week. So this morning, we are shaking the Monday morning blues. And you know how we do. Today is Relationship Day, so we got a nice relationship conversation, you know, to be had. And uh, hmm, go get that healthy breakfast. And after you go get that healthy breakfast, make sure you tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on and uh, make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right back. I'm Talia. As the mother of two young children, there is nothing closer to my heart than the health of our babies. That's why I'm asking you to help put an end to premature birth. Each year, more than 15 million babies are born too soon and more than 1 million will die. Visit facebook.com slash World Prematurity Day to find out how you can make a difference in your community and around the world.
Ah, good morning, good morning, and a good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yes. I don't know what side of your bed you woke up as they say. But today is Monday, and everybody's, you know, up going to work, going to school, you know, whatever you're doing. And, um... We ain't got no time to be bluesy. Yeah, so, you know, if things, you know, weren't quite what you wanted it to be when you got up today, that's all right. We're going to put that on the back burner. We're going to take some time to, you know, give you some thought-provoking conversations. We're going to take some time to make you laugh. You know, we're going to do all those kind of things. Okay? So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well... I got to tell you, I came across a uh, health topic this morning that, uh, I don't know if y'all ready for this one. Well, I have a couple of things this morning, but I'm going to hit you with the first thing first. The doctor says that there are five body parts that we aren't washing enough. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Normally, I always look at the first two. Can I tell you something? I didn't look at anything this morning. All right? So, uh, and this is, let me, okay, so this is a doctor who is a female doctor. And uh, she's on our side of the fence. All right? So, Dr. Cordo, um, you know, went uh, and said, uh, I got to give you all a piece of information. She said, one of the things we do not wash enough is our belly button. Wow. Now, let's, let's talk here, people. Let's talk here, people. We all have to admit that there is not, there is at least one time in our life when we put our finger there and it was like, oh, put it to our nose. We all have done it. I don't care if you did it when you were 10. You never forgot that experience. But then I want to ask you after that, how many times have you washed your belly button? Is that a normal place for you to watch? All right, now. So you don't want to be, you know, smelling. No. Come on. Come on. Let's do that. Let's do that thing. All right, the next thing, she says, we don't clean behind our ears enough, including the earlobe. Now, how many people actually wash your earlobe? All right. So she says, if you want to ensure you have clean ears, touch your fingertip to your earlobe. If it smells, it's time to wash. All right? All right. She also listed, we don't wash our fingernails enough. Now, I'm going to tell you something. One thing I always look at, is if a man has some dirty fingernails. Because women tend to 
you know, wash out their fingernails a little more, especially when we cook, because, you know, seasoning and things like that get underneath our fingernails. And, you know, for ladies who are always getting their nails done, you know, things like that. But men, man, first of all, I don't want to see a man with long fingernails. Something wrong. And you couldn't cook for me if you got no long fingernails. I'm sorry. And then when I look and your fingernails are dirty, you got dirt underneath your fingernails. No. No, 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 no. We can't do that. We can't do that. All right. So she says, make sure you wash those fingernails. What about those legs? Man, what do you mean you don't wash that enough? And this is a doctor. So she knows from talking to her people. How do you not wash your legs? Oh, that doesn't even make sense. Then have you really washed if you didn't wash your legs? Uh, I don't know. That's just, that's just some Stephanie logic. Uh, and she said that one of the other areas between your toes. Now, that's another area. How are your feet clean if you don't clean in between the toes? Well, here's what she says. She says that um, if you thoroughly wash between your toes, you can help prevent infection. Yeah. You know, so can you imagine? Thoroughly washing in between your toes means that you can prevent infection. Okay. Wait a minute. I got something here. I just got something. Ah, I just was sent. There was a social media debate. Most people said you don't have to wash your legs because soap and water runs down there anyway. But is that nasty or what? Come on, people. We're not doing that, are we? Just because the soap hits our legs means that we don't have to wash it? Man, if that's the case, we are in trouble. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you for that piece of information. All righty. Well, something else that I came across, and I thought that you might be interested because it has something to do with our health. They say there are eight fast food chains that use pure ground beef for their burgers. Now, this is one time. Again, I didn't look at the list. Well, that's, okay, so let me tell you. You know why I didn't look at the list? Because I found these lists at like 520 this morning and I went back to sleep. Okay, so I didn't get a chance to survey the list because I was just a little too tired. But, um, you ready? I hope your restaurant is on here. McDonald's, as my mother would say, McDonald's. Uh, they do have ground beef. So their patties are not fillers and additives and preservatives. No. They uh they actually have one hundred percent ground beef. Okay. Five guys. Now I've seen it, but I've never eaten at this this chain. But they say, ah, uh, 
They don't have freezer burgers. They have 100% fresh beef with no fillers or preservatives, okay? So they say Five Guys is even committed to sourcing fresh, 100% pure beef from farms that are as close as possible to the restaurants. All right, so that's a nice thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I'm glad. Burger King. Yes. Burger King. See, I need me a flame bull, um, burnt patty and uh, our Whoppers, our cheeseburgers. Yeah, they are 100% beef. Again, with no fillers, no preservatives, no additives. And as they said, no nonsense. Alrighty. All right. Well, this is one that is not here in New York. In and out. Yeah, in and out. Um, those are good burgers, as they have a slogan. And they say they only use 100% USDA ground chalk for their patties. And that's the only thing they've ever used since they were founded back in the late 1940s. All right, now I'm getting ready to hit number five. And if your, uh, your burger restaurant ain't on this list, I don't know what to tell you. Wendy's. Yes. Every once in a while I'll eat one of those square burgers. Uh, yeah, they say. The beef is 100% real. And it is delivered fresh, never frozen to each restaurant several times weekly, okay? And they say that's how this real beef manages to be fresh, never frozen. And they say Wendy's really wants you to know their beef is never frozen, but indeed fresh. So they keep pushing that. that that's not this whole thing. <laughs> all right, all right. I think I made somebody happy right now. Shake Shack, 100 percent all natural Angus beef. They even took it up a notch. They are giving us that Angus beef. Okay. Sourced from cattle never treated with hormones. Okay. The chicken is 100% all natural and hormone and antibiotic free too. So there's a little caveat. You got a little. Not only is there beef 100% but so is the chicken. All right, we're number seven. Number seven is your, I sure hope, reading these last two. What a burger. Now, that is clearly not a New York thing, because I'm trying to figure out what a burger. All right, have you heard of what a burger? I haven't. But just in case you have, and that is one of your favorite food chains, they want you to know that ground beef, is always fresh and has never been frozen also. The Texas-based chain patties are made from 100% pure ground beef without additives or fillers, and those patties are served on a legitimately large 5-inch bun, and that's the way it's been ever since they opened back in 1950. Mmm. All right, last 
and least, <laughs> last but not least, fat burger. All right. So they have the large burger. Uh, they say is a third of a pound, which makes them bigger than the Whopper. And it's made with 100% pure fresh ground beef. And uh, that's how they want you to know they get down. All right. Um, I'm actually in a remote location, and I'm hoping that that's not the way we're going to get down for the, you know, for the duration of the time that I'm here. But um, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so now I want you to send me the name of a burger chain that you may have eaten at that... Um, wasn't on this list. Now, there's one that starts, I think, with an S. Is it Smashburger? Am I saying it right? Okay. So, Shanti's is not in her head yet. I've eaten at Smashburger, and I'm mad. Thank God I only ate there once. Um, I actually did um, complain about something that was wrong in the store that, um, you know, that I have, uh, that I, uh, that I saw while I was there. But I really wish at that time I knew you ain't have no real 100% beef. So send me, hit me up, let me know what burger chain you've eaten at that was not on this list. I'm really interested in knowing. Because if I can remember correctly, there were quite a few different burger chains out there but none of them come to mind right now okay wait a minute why castle thank you to auntie pam publicly you know what's funny i had my eyes closed and i was like wait a minute white castle and then when i opened my eyes auntie pam had up there white castle yo what fun ruckers whoa now i've never eaten at fun ruckers because that's not here in new york but i surely run so why castle every time i get one every time i see one because we don't have them here as much anymore thank you fun ruckers
All right. Yeah, so unfortunately, you don't know these things until you're in the middle of a show. Um, yeah. So come on. There's got to be more. There's got to be more food chains, um, you know, uh, that have, you know, less than 100% beef. All right? So if you think of one, let me know. I'll shout it out. Right in the middle of us talking about something romantic, I'm going to say, white castle. Okay. All righty. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Friendlies. Wow. Friendlies. No. Guess what, y'all? Not only friendlies, not only Fuddruckers, not only white castle. What about red rubber? What about that? Okay, now... Are we are we including restaurants that serve burgers, or are we saying the the burger chains? Now I'm defining. I want to know. Um, are they including those? Because if they are, Fuddruckers, as well as um, what do you call that thing? Um, uh, White Castle definitely need to be on the list. Somebody just sent me chili. Ooh, we. I sure hope. So that means that when we go into these restaurants, we're going to, oh, somebody said Apple G's and Apple G's, Apple B's and TGIF. We're going to have to start going Arby's. Oh, man. We're going to have to start going into these restaurants and asking, hey, well, we already know that the first eight half um, on White Castles doesn't. But what they making it out of? Fillings and additives and preservatives? Oh, man. That's how we doing with our people. <clears throat> well, thank you for all of your submissions. If you think of anything else, make sure you let Pastor Steph know. Oh, Cheesecake Factory has real beef. Shout out to this Cheesecake Factory. I'm still stuck on White Castle, y'all. I need me a White Castle burger. But I don't know if I eat this White Castle burger because I don't know what I'm eating. Oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What are we going to talk about this morning? Hmm. All right. Okay, wait a minute. Where's my... Oh, here we go. Wait a minute. There we go. There we go. All right. We had a listener submitted story, and I'm sure everybody in the world has heard about this by now. The six-year-old who shot the teacher uh, in Virginia. Yes. It was all over the news by the time I went to pull it up last night. They had three or four different versions of it. And, um... They say that this six-year-old boy seriously injured his teacher at Rich Neck Elementary School in Virginia when he opened fire in the classroom. And, uh, excuse me, they didn't see-
I'm back. All right. So they're saying that give a lot of information about the teacher, but then they found out that this Abigail Zwerner um, is the one who was actually shot. Are you? I'm sorry. We um, found out that this Abigail Zwerner was the one who was actually shot, and they, you know, it, they didn't really give a lot of information in any of the news stories. Well, first of all, I want to know how the six-year-old got the gun, where he got it from, and uh, what they're going to do with the parents. Now, I'm going to switch to a new story about this uh, six-year-old shooting. And... See, they say this unidentified person. So even at this news report, this person, they didn't know who she was. But they said that this little six-year-old obtained a handgun that was used in the incident, which we know. And um, they went racing to the scene. And they don't really have a whole lot more information on it. But the... the, the uh, the um, article that I pulled up, they kind of targeted the fact that this particular district had three school shootings in 17 months. And they brought up that back in 2021 September, a 16-year-old fired several shots in a busy hallway into the school during lunchtime, injuring two 17-year-olds. And uh, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison for that. And they say less than two months later in December, an 18-year-old fatally shot a 17-year-old in the parking lot of the school, of a high school, after a football game. And they're really making a big um, stink about this now um, because they're seeing it's happening way too often. And... uh, the parents are also, you know, making um, uh, noise. And who in the world has a six-year-old who's carrying a gun? You don't notice that the back the backpack looks a little heavier. He or she doesn't say anything. And... Uh, how are you going to handle this going forward? You know, because remember, um, they, when you go outside of New York, they don't really deal with metal detectors like we do here. And now they're saying that, you know, they're looking to possibly put metal detectors on the campuses. And this could help address the gun violence. Um, but they are like, in and up right now, which you should be. If this seems to be a trend that's going on, yeah, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to monitor these kids a little more or something. But surely the first step in all of this is making sure that the child has no gun, has no access to your guns in your house. Really? Really? 
this was really, to me, this was preventable. This one was definitely preventable. You know, we, we've dealt with these school shootings before, but it's always from, you know, a teenager. You talking about somebody six? Oh, my gosh. And then again, we talked about this before, the weight of the gun. How are these kids even holding these guns? You didn't manage to put it in your book bag, and you didn't took it out. And thank God the teacher is is okay, you know. Um, and thank God that no child was shot, you know. So again, you know, there's so much to give God thanks for. All right. <clears throat> so we're gonna pray for you know the school system. And that they implement whatever it is they need to implement to help our children um, get past, you know, all of this craziness of, of the negligence of their parents. All right? Oh, well, we have another story. And uh, of I would like to say, teachers going wild. So how is it that there's a news story of a um oh let me see I'm losing my place here okay hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on nope all right I lost my place you'll have to bear with me a little bit. All right. All right. So we have this New Jersey art teacher who overdosed in front of the children, in front of the students. Now, how we get this done? Again, what is happening in the school? So they say this Frank Thompson, 57, was charged Thursday with several several different things, and they said that he was found unconscious and unresponsive on a classroom floor during school, and they say that he was discovered and observed in distress by the student and was being treated by the nurse when the authorities arrived. And they say that a school resource officer observed signs of a drug overdose and administered Narcan, which, you know, that's the opioid to bring them back when they, you know, suffer from an overdose. And they said that they found fentanyl and other various items of drug paraphernalia in the closet, in the classroom. So you so out of control that you got to use drugs during school hours. So they say, you know, they can't comment, you know, while the investigation is going on. The investigation is going on, rather. Um, they're saying that they're on top of this matter. And... uh they're going to pay more close attention to 
the fact that this was done during school hours and he's being charged with possession of a controlled dangerous substance, possession of drug paraphernalia and endangering the welfare of children, you know, in connection with this particular occurrence. Now, how are we going to school using drugs and this is what happens in front of the children? Because, again, we're not thinking that anything can happen to us. We're invincible. And, unfortunately, we're learning the hard way. And now the children are seeing the results of your usage. Man, I'm telling you. It's getting worse and it's getting worse and it's getting worse. Even in our schools, we can't even send our children to school and they just give them a natural, normal school day. What is that? What is that? All right, well, here we got another story about a Philadelphia cop who's being sued because he can't keep his pants on in the office. Now, they're saying that he's being sued for sexual, sexual discrimination and creating a hostile work environment for taking off his pants repeatedly in front of other officers. Now, here's the thing that I'm finding interesting, that it's not just the women who are complaining the men are complaining as well. Yeah. So they say that he would come into the room, remove his pants, standing directly behind or beside an officer. He was also accused of just standing in the open office of the 26th district in his boxer shorts. And uh, <laughs> why do you think this is okay? Why do you think this is okay? What, are they, what else are they saying he was in there doing? They're saying that when they would ask him not to do it, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even bother him. They say they took a video and huh, they got him pulling his pants up over his underwear at one time, and then another time they have him actually in the refrigerator. Ooh, in the refrigerator um, with his pants down. They say that at one point he had, I guess, a wedgie. So he pulled the wedgie out, removed the wedgie, while he was standing there in his food of the room, that they have now started to call him Mr. Food of the Room. And he's um, he's being charged for indecent exposure, a hostile work, in, creating a hostile work environment, uh, sexual harassment, and he's being uh Charged and making to pay a hundred and made to pay rather a hundred and fifty dollars 
$150,000 in relief that, again, both male and females have complained about his conduct. And uh, he claims in his, in his defense, uh, I never meant to create a hostile environment. Um, there was no malicious intent. Well, is that acceptable, really, y'all? Is that acceptable? If someone asks, first of all, someone should have to ask you to put your pants on. I don't want to hear later that you didn't mean no harm, there was no no malicious uh, um, uh, intent. Yes, there was. When they asked you and you refused to put your pants back on, you then created a hostile environment. I'm sorry. That's just not going to work. Not going to work as an excuse or as an apology. That's garbage. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little overreacting. But, again, I'm not expecting to come to work to have to see your butt, whether it's in boxes or any other way, other than your pants being on. And my question is, how come he ain't never been arrested? Don't you have the power? Wouldn't you arrest somebody and somebody else? Why hasn't he been arrested? Oh, let me talk to my due time crew because we got some things to talk about this morning. Let's talk to our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning to you. It has been a long time since I've sung that. Ah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for giving us our jingle this morning. Well, let me just say to the due time crew this morning and to our listeners that I am in a a remote um, location and um, I don't know if I'll drop off again, but listen, you know what to do as long as you have a little music going, you know we're still connected and the due time crew, you just keep talking until I get back if we should be disturbed again. All right? Thank you very much. All right. Lady Tamika, we got several stories this morning. And, um, you know, we've got this six-year-old who shot a teacher. Um, They're saying that this is becoming um, a norm, and that's what they're concerned with that, um, you know, that this will grow and grow and grow and then it will be completely out of control. And I say it's already out of control when a six-year-old can get his hands or her hands on a gun, take it to school, and fire it. What do you say? It it has long been out of control, you know, Al often uh, mentions about how, you know, (laughs) there's so many rules on what, as a teacher, you can and cannot do, so many confinements, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, and you're governed by that. But it seems like the children run the house. You know, they can do whatever it is that they want to do. You know, we've already seen many instances, you know, um, just within the last year, you know, children bringing liquor to school, you know, now children are bringing guns, you know. Again, I have said it before, they took prayer out and chaos literally came in. There's all kinds of signs 
students throwing chairs at teachers. I mean, how how much more? Just those three topics alone, you know, uh, teachers fighting students, you know, students fighting teachers. You know, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm so concerned about the school. I often pray for the dynamics of the school because it's volatile, you know, it, it, and I pray for teachers because you don't know what they have to go through on a daily basis. And, you know, when Al and I talk and he tells me about all the many things and he's only been at this new school for a little bit less than a year. And I mean, like he can literally fill books, not one book, many books with all of the different things that go on in school. And if you don't have a child in school, thank God, you know, unfortunately that's the way that you got to think about it. But if you do have a child in school, pray and pray hard and pray many times. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, teach your child how to pray because <laughs> they're going to have to say a whole lot of prayers sometimes. And uh, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have control anymore in a sense. You know, the animals are running the zoo. And, you know, where do you go from here? If the parents don't do what they need to do, we're not going to, we're not going to, we don't stand a chance. We don't stand a chance. It has to start at home. It it has to start at home. And if, you know, you are so negligent that you're leaving a gun, you know, where a child could actually, you know, get a hold of it, then we, we, we don't stand a chance. We don't stand a chance. Thank you so much for joining us, Tamika, this morning. Uh, let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning. How are you today, my dear? I am well. Thank you. I'm well. How are you? I was good until y'all start talking about my burgers. I was caught it on the end. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So what restaurant chain have you eaten a burger at that was not on this list? I don't be reading that. I go eat the burger, I pray over my food, and just say, Lord, just make sure that it'll be okay. I'm good. I love So you don't know what you're eating? Okay, I know me too. Listen, I know me too. My a lot of times we don't know what we're eating when everything is not written. If you really think about it, you don't know what they're doing on the other side because we don't see. No, I didn't ask mm. you that. What I was asking was where, where, where have you eaten that now you're thinking about it? I ate there, and they're not on this list. Your food chain. I know we don't well, know what they put in. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of, like you said, the White Castle. I caught it on the inside. I didn't hear all the ones that you had read. But I, you know, one of the biggest ones I always talk about is White Castle because that's one of my favorites. Okay. Me too, Pastor Sean. And, you know, because they're so few and far between, um, you know, we we run to them when we see them. And uh, now my heart is just as broken as yours. I just got um, notification of a listing of two more. Uh, Jackson Hole and IHOP. Mm. Yeah. Jackson Hole. Gotta, 
Yeah, Jackson Hole was not on that list. Was not look at listen to Charlotte in the background. <laughs> oh God. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, you said that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yes, those are not on the list. Um, but when we go into these restaurants, we're gonna have to start asking. Um, you know what's funny, Pastor Charlotte? The question that I will definitely ask is, is it a patty or is it a real burger? And because I don't want no patty. I ain't going to no restaurant or whatever to eat a patty. I can go to McDonald's and eat a patty. So amazingly, I haven't asked, is it 100% beef? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Mm. All right, Pastor Charlotte. We have this six-year-old that's... Uh, Eating, eating, listen to me, I'm getting it all mixed up now. Um, who took the gun to school and shot the teacher. And, you know, now they're trying to think of ways to protect their children, and metal detectors is one of the things that they brought up as a preventive measure. Well, that only that's only a partial preventive measure. That's not a full preventive measure. It starts at home, doesn't it? shouldn't absolutely because somebody had to teach you how to hold the gun and like you said with the metal detective that's only if you're coming in the building you also stated that somebody got shot outside so what about at the football game the basketball game outside because everything is not inside the building and, you know, and right, then on the right. way to school, in front of the school, you know, I thought of that. And I also thought of the kids don't even want to carry books, but y'all want to carry a gun? Mm, like, good point. You know, good because point, Pastor a gun is heavy for a six-year-old, you know, and right. like you said, it got to be pulling him backwards, and then it depends on what kind. But when it goes into the to the family... What kind of family is this? You know, like a lot of people, I know that with my granddaughter, I went with my daughter sometimes to the PTA. I think that's what they still call it. And um, and when you look around and you see the parents, first of all, every parent is not there. So is it a concern that is this parent is working? Or, you know, because you know who's working and who's not working. Right, and then you look at mm-hmm. of how the children are, how they dress, how their manners are, of you know actually of what you're seeing. So the concern is, are the teachers alert? Is the principal alert? Are you making yourself you know um, available to see? Because kids talk, and that's number one. Children talk. So that little six-year-old said something to somebody, one of his little friends, before he decided to bring the gun. Some kind of conversation, because mm. a lot of times you back think of a conversation and people say, oh, you remember that time when they said such and such? And now all the dots are being, you know, around. And you be able to, okay, put that line with that one. Remember he said this to you? Oh, yeah, remember, but it's too late. So somebody taught him from home. Yeah. Yeah, this is all. There's a lot to be investigated. You know, my thing is, was that child returned back to that home? Mm. Mm. 
mm-hmm. is the child now? Mm-hmm. Is it a family? Mm-hmm. Is it in the foster care system? Because that wouldn't be a child that would go back home. You bought that gun to school right. that, you know, you could have made a mistake and shot, shot yourself. How many times did we hear about that last year? That children getting a gun mm-hmm. in their possession and then, you know, some they killed themselves or the gun went off and it killed a sibling or one had to kill the cousin and, yeah, so they wouldn't be going back to that home. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning, Pastor Charlene. Let's say good morning to Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you over there? Oh, man, I'm super great. Peachy. You what? You peachy? Ah, super great. Oh, super great and peachy. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. I can accept that. I can accept that. So, Pastor Kale, what do you think about this uh, this story? Not only about the six year old um, bringing the guns to school, but now they are you know really concerned about you know all of the activity in a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, first of all, my my first question was. How, how did you have access at six years old of a gun? You know, because um, at some point, if you got it from home, you know, they, they, they didn't lock it up or, 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 you know, they didn't think about a six-year-old. You know, so it, the fact that you had access of it, you know, is already, to me, a, a broken home situation. Uh, and then to bring it to school, you know what I mean? What 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 did the teacher say to you that made you that mad? What you're gonna do your homework today? I mean, at six years old, what what what? You know, when when stuff goes on with these young folks, I'm trying to understand at, at your age, at your level, what kind of beef could you have with anybody? What what is it that sets you off at six years old? You know, so so there has to be something going on at the home. You know, because if, if the littlest things triggers you, you know, there, there's a mental capacity right there. there, there there's something going on mm-hmm. at home, you know, because at six years old, the biggest thing I should be worried about is if we have a shopping Joe for lunch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, you know, much to your point, Pastor Kale, I just got a, a text of someone reading um, an article because I, my article didn't say that. The two articles that I zoned in on didn't say that. They didn't give a lot of information. And one of the points that our listener is picking up is the terminology that there was an altercation with the teacher. So it goes back to what you were just saying. You know, what is actually happening here that we have to worry about you having an altercation with somebody at six? And you decide right. to handle it, like you said, with a gun, or handle it, or you know, on this level. So yeah, yeah. This is this is this this is why I say, and I agree, that this this child could not possibly go back to this home. You couldn't have turned this child back over to you know. You didn't arrest them, um, but where did the child go after all of this? So, yeah, we, we have a big problem, you know, 
they don't know at the time of this uh, article whether they was the child was in custody with an uh, with a child an attorney whatever situation is but child is somewhere and my biggest concern is that they don't go back to that house take them somewhere to another family member or something like that because you also don't want to put them in a home with um in, in like in uh, the foster care system, you don't want to do that to the child either. Um, but like you said, there's something like you all have said, something is going on upstairs that needs to really be evaluated. It just can't be something that we walk off from. So, mm-mm-mm. all right. So, uh, we got Tamika. We got time for one more story. Tamika, you can either talk about the teacher who overdosed in the presence of the children or you can talk about the um the uh, cop who couldn't keep his pants on which one you want to talk about i think i'm gonna go for uh mr can't keep my pants up you know uh, (laughs) the ants in the pants or whatever the case may be whatever your issue is you know, I just don't get it. You know, even if you are one of those people that, you know, kind of nudist-like, you know, if people are telling you that they're uncomfortable, first of all, it's not a setting that you do outdoors. Just common sense tells you that you shouldn't. You know, you're doing it in front of the females, you're doing it in front of the men, and everybody's telling you stop. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all find it funny, you know, and then maybe in some instances, somebody might have laughed. But, you know, uh, a lot of times it's that laugh is, is discomfort. You know, you sitting there with your hand over your face, you know, and he's thinking that it's cute. You know, I, I, I just don't get it where we decide that it doesn't matter what you think and it doesn't matter, you know, I'm just going to do what it, whatever it is that I want to do. This is the second workplace situation where we have talked about recently where you have made other people feel uncomfortable and, and there's no reprimand. Obviously you didn't get enough of a reprimand for you to understand. This is not funny. Stop playing. Don't do it again. You know, so obviously he did it once and, eh, you know, or, you know, gentlemen or whomever, you know, said, cut that out, you know, and it was kind of a slap on the wrist. So obviously he didn't get enough of a reprimand and he felt like it was still okay, you know, and, you know, it took this point to get to that degree. It shouldn't have. That first time that you did it in the workplace, you know, you sat down on the coffee table with your, with your pants down, that should have been it. You know, um, unfortunately, you know, some people have to take it, you know, have to get, you know, um, reprimanded or get the, the, the act soon so that they understand I'm not playing with you. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a bit much here. This is a bit much. This is a bit much. All right, Pastor Charlene, which one are you talking about? Is it going to be the teacher who overdosed in front of the children or the man who couldn't keep his pants on? Uh, I had a little bit for both. Um, well, she did the cop. I'll go with the teacher. My thought with that was that it wasn't his first time of being high. Um, and a lot of times when you go to the schools, you know, the – once again, it falls on the principal because the principal should be the one that not only y'all checking the kids, but checking the teachers. 
So you knew that he had a drug problem, so therefore, and nobody said anything. Once again, kids talk, right? So not that it's not only his first time, but when you are able to do it in front of the classroom, would you have the kids with that they were scared that nobody wanted to say anything? So you got to that point, and what are you teaching the children? You know, um, you're showing them that it's okay, or are you asking, you know, passing it out to our kids as well? You know, so it's a concern is that it takes, back in our day, it took the whole village to raise us, right? So nowadays that everybody is on their own, everybody want to turn their head, don't nobody want to say nothing, one, because they don't want to do the paperwork, two, is because they don't know the backlash that's coming. So is that why? Are we scared now to say anything? Mm. That's a big concern because of the fact that you're showing as a teacher, we teach you, we send our kids to you to be taught. So you're teaching our children that drugs is okay as well, and now we have more issues with our children. That's a big concern. All righty. All right. All righty. Thank you, Pastor Charlotte. Uh, Pastor KL, I don't know where you came in, uh, but you've got these two stories that you can comment on, either or. What you got for us? Um. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go as well uh, with the overdose, you know, and, and I'm in agreement with Pastor Shellen. You know, this is not your first time. This has been done recreational. Um, and you got careless and you got sloppy at the time, you know, but but it, it, it's not something you were hiding, not something you were covering up, you know, and at, at some point someone should have known and someone should have recognized and someone should have seen something, say something. You know, and we uh, kind of let this go too far. Now, not, not, not only have you messed your life up, but how many children's lives have you messed up with them visually seeing this and, and, and not putting two and two together and having to be explained what happened? You know, they used to put, put kids in, in, in jail as a scared straight. This is a scared straight. Don't do drugs. This is scared straight. But, but did, it, did we have to go this far? You know, was, was that was that his place, so to speak? That, that now we, we are left to explain all of this and, and the mental, you know, anguish or disturbance that could have caused. You know, John, John didn't learn fractions. He should have not learned fractions now. You know, he, he, he can't mm. concentrate to think about, about his work. So, you know, we've already labeled him as a challenging learning disability child. Now he's definitely a learning disability child. So, yeah, I, I think that's a bad thing. Wow. Well, you all make very valid points, you know, as to we know I'm that they get first time. I'm sorry, Pastor Steph, I just wanted to say this part, too. And we are the parents because you know that the drug, one of them kids came home and said the, the teacher is high. So why y'all didn't get together? No. Mm. Good question. Something to think about. Good too. question. Mm-hmm. Good question. You know, again, this is not his first rodeo. If he's been high in some of these kids, he's been nodding off or acting erratic or there's some behavior. And you got, what, eight classes a day? So you got the art teacher acting one way, but all the other teachers are acting another way. Somebody saw something. So, it, 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 I mean, point well taken. Point well taken. 
Um, thank you so much for indulging me in our news conversation. Oh, we've got a relationship topic today. And these are little things women do that men have said they secretly, quote unquote, love. And our brother Al has joined us. So we're going to give him first crack at this. One of the things that um, uh, men say they secretly love that women do is they ask for support. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well. Glad to have you very on good, the this morning. And uh, oh, yeah. would you agree that, you know, you as a man really like um, for women to ask for support? Um, to ask for support. No, no, I, think, I think it's a good thing. You know, if you, if you need help, why not ask? You know, yeah, we just said, uh, hey, everybody said, you see something, say something. So if you need some help, you know, that's a good thing to say support. Even though you should be connected with that person and know they need support, but, yeah, I think that's a good thing. All righty. Uh, Lady Tamika, we got you here. And, you know, they say that men secretly love a woman to ask for support. What's your thought? I would definitely say that that's a yes, you know. And if it wasn't, then where the where did the whole idea of damsel in distress come from? You know, that whole idea mm. came from the fact that, you know, a female needs help. And, you know, whether it's, you know, helping me get my car fixed, you know, uh, helping me, you know, figure something out, men love it. They do. All righty. Oh, we got you, Pastor Shawna. What say you? This elder like when you ask him for support. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm always in distress. I oh I can't do that. Oh, I need help with that. He loves it. All right, all right. I would love to see his face when you're asking for help. Just to see if that's accurate or not. <laughs> Oh, Pastor KL, do you secretly love when women ask for support? Um, I don't know that I love it because if it's money, I don't really want to give you no money. But um, you know, it, 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 it makes you feel it makes you feel support. Support, 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 support. A lot of times, the support is the money. But but yeah, it, it it makes a it makes a man feel feel welcomed and, and, and feel like, like he's wanted and he's a part of the team. You know, um and that that you um you care about my advice or, you know, certain things like that. You know, any anything but, but money. You know, money is not what, what we um gravitate to. But support. All right. All right, Tamika. Men say they secretly love when women text them first? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a yes, you know. Um, and, and what's a beautiful thing sometimes is when that person is thinking about you and you get that, 
you like you're just about okay, let me text them, you know, and then, you know, they receive the text first, definitely. Okay. Pastor Charlotte. Yes, they definitely love that. Oh, she thinking about me. Even if you just saying, I just saying hello, I was just thinking about you. Don't even have to be a long text. They love it. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, as long as she's not asking for a dollar, do you secretly love when she texts you first? You know what? I mean, they're talking from a woman's standpoint, but, but, but sometimes, you know, we like that first. Sometimes a man is like, man, let me miss you a minute. You know what I mean? Let me text you and tell you I miss you. You, you know, I mean, sometimes it, it can come off as too clean. You know, like it's, I didn't even wake up yet and you, good morning. Well, it ain't morning yet for me. I'm still asleep. You know what I mean? I mean, so sometimes it feels good. You know, you're at work and then you get that hello text. But, baby, every day, don't text me in the morning. Don't, no. Let me miss you. I just left. Wow. 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 All right, Brother Al, what say you when them kids are cutting up? Pastor <laughs> Carol's crazy. Pastor <laughs> 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 Carol's crazy and me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, now. Now, what's, what's my question? I'm so sorry. Carol got me thrown off. <laughs> you know what, Al. <laughs> hey, I, you know I'm here with the kids. I'm trying to do two things at one time. <laughs> but, you, but you caught what Carol said. <laughs> Listen. Hey, they say, hey he, he okay. need a text. Somebody give him a text. <laughs> All right, so I want to make this also clear while I'm talking and giving Brother Al the, um, the, 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 one of the points. This is from what men have said. So, Pastor, you said you don't know if it's coming from a woman. No, this is a man. Men are saying that these are the things that women do that they secretly love. So that's why it's a nice dynamic between, you know, us having two men, two women. So Brother Al, the men have said that they like when a woman texts him first. What is your feeling on being text first? Oh, I mean, for me, it's not a big deal. I guess, you know, it's like whoever texts you, whoever first. You know, if I'm thinking about you, I text you, you think about you, you text me. So it ain't it ain't that you always have to text me first. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm open to that. So it's no big deal if you don't text me first, you know. So, you know, texting me here in a while, like you said, it can't get crazy, like Pastor Kel said. You know, you texting me seven, eight times a day while I'm trying to work and get mad when I don't answer you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm open to that. It don't matter that's really what, That's what it is, brother Al. Because, Pastor Steph, okay, so say, say you text me and say good morning. Now I'm busy. Now you mad because I didn't respond back to your good morning. But you text me at a bad right. time. I just left you and I said good morning. You know, I don't think it's good morning. You can't text me back. You can't text me back. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> now you're obligated to say good morning. <laughs> All day. All day you can't text that. 
It ain't morning no more. Oh, <laughs> so, so you you mean you mean to tell me out of eight hours you couldn't take five six to text me back? Right. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's crazy. That's too much pressure. That's the problem. Why is that pressure? Because I'm listen. I'm busy. I got stuff to do. You go to the listen, if, if you're a switchboard you operator. Really, really. So, so I gotta use my own. I gotta use my own privacy bathroom break to now think about you while I'm in the bathroom. Now, come on, now that don't sound too romantic. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh I, hold on. I, 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 I give you a call. All right, Shanti. Shanti said you talked to someone on your way to the bathroom. That could have been the time you used to text. We, we, the job we might have a no here. phone policy. Listen, I'm a diabetic. When I got to go to the bathroom, I'm not thinking about you. That's one of the things that hit my head. Shanti says, aren't you on the broadcast? Oh, I'm sure there's a, a policy <laughs> in somebody's room, but... There's a difference between talking and texting. If you texted oh, me at 6 a.m. Oh, <laughs> if you texted me at 6 a.m. while I'm on the, the broadcast, we got problems. Wait a minute. At 6 o'clock on the broadcast, we got problems. Okay, listen. It's, my question is why is it so challenging? And I'm hearing this from Pastor Charlene as well. I haven't heard Tamika say much, but and they could be all in the melee. She said, but I didn't hear her. My question is, why is it so challenging for you to text or respond back? Now she didn't already made the first move and said good morning. Now if when she sent the text at six oh one, it wasn't a good time because either you were sleeping, you were at work you were in the shower, whatever it was, that's understandable. But how is it that five hours later, you still haven't had time to stop and text and say good morning back? How? It's depending what you, it depends on what you got going on. It, it happens. You know, but the, the problem is is that you get mad when I try to explain to you later on. And, you know, I'm going to text you, but it may be hours later. You know, just like here at the school, you know, it had been a couple of times where I, I wanted to get on the broadcast, but then I had three parent meetings. You know what I'm saying? I had one at 9, that lasted to about 10.30. Then the next one was at, at 10.30, you know. So it, it happens when you get tired off sometimes, and I can't use the phone right there. And that's fine. I'm not. I'm not challenging that. But when it's six, seven hours later, really, you ain't found a okay, time. Let me, let me, all that time. Let me. Can I give an example? Can I? Can I give an example? It better be a good one. That's no, this is a good say. example. I got a good friend, a real, real good friend, named Pastor Steph. I don't want to name no names, but named Pastor Steph. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 
And, and I would, I would, me personally, call Pastor Seth, again, no names, and just to see how she's doing. But this good friend of mine will call me three days later when Jesus rose. But that's okay. We talk like there's no problem. You know, so funny, Pastor Kel, I got that same friend. I got that same friend. We won't call no names. <laughs> no. On the record, on the record, we're talking about romantic relationships. Now, if you're my friend, if you're truly my friend, if you're really, 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 really my friend, and you know how busy we both can get, and it ain't been no three days. It might have been, like, a day and a half. But, yeah. But up to Then, you know, things might happen like that. But we're talking about romantic, which always, and I have to say, I have to agree, it does add pressure. Because, again, if, if, if I called Pastor KL and I didn't, have, and I didn't hear from him in a couple of days, the first thing I think is he's busy. He's on the road. By the time he got finished, he went home. He may have gotten something to eat. He conked out. I'm not feeling no kind of way about that. But it's something about that romantic thing that if I text you and here it is six hours later and you ain't got back to me, we got a problem. I didn't say why you didn't call and have a conversation. I said, why didn't you text me and just acknowledge the fact that I was that I texted you? Are we saying that but this that's is still, where that's we still are? don't work in our favor? That's still don't work because if we text you back and don't say what you wanted to hear us say, it's an issue. You might text me and say, "Hey, have a good day. I love you," and then you text me saying, "Okay." Then there's a beef for that. Why you ain't say you love me back? Why you ain't say you love me back? You say you love me back? We lose regardless. Hey, I love you. Have a good day. You say, okay, you too. Oh, you can say you love me? You know what I'm saying? So you text me. You text me and say, I love you. You text me and say, I heard you. You know, there's a problem. <laughs> I said, I got one for that. Even though that you might can't text a whole thing, I love you, uh, there's hearts <laughs> to show it uh, on there. You can put hearts on there, or you could say, can't talk right now. Because the same way that no, y'all won't respond to us, on, when we text you,
We just say, okay, she been like we, don't we don't go through the drama like yeah. that. That's the first time we, we don't we don't get caught up like that. Camila <laughs> <laughs> guilty. She guilty. Oh, God. <laughs> we ain't heard nothing from her until you are right. <laughs> The difference is, but see, here's the difference. The difference is, when it comes to Pastor Charlotte, you better text her back. She going to text you by punch you in the face or something. Right? Or you can't answer it. Maybe I'll punch you in the face when you get home and then you'll answer. So you got to be careful <laughs> with Pastor Charlotte because it's going to be a situation if you don't text back. If, wow. I, if I text you, I do expect some return back. Now, I grant it, you know, you people okay? are working, I grant that. But somewhere, you got to eat, you're going to have a break somewhere, you can give me two seconds. I got oh, you It's six hours later, and you ain't, and nobody heard from you. And when you finally get to me, you tell me, I'm busy. Now we want to fight. <laughs> It's, I'm sorry. We 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 just can't. Six hours later, and you still ain't responded. And when you do respond <laughs> six hours later, all you're saying is good morning. But it's you know nighttime what? If, now. if this is your no, if this is your significant <laughs> other, if this is your significant other, you and her, her and you have had a conversation the night before of what my day is the next day. So if I tell you I'm having a busy day, I'm traveling, I'm doing all this stuff, okay, I was just thinking of you. Thank you. But I'm traveling. I, I'm having a busy day. I'm sorry. We've already had this discussion what my day would entail today. So now you mad because I – and then text. Listen, when somebody texts, it's however you um, 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 deem it to be. Right, I, right, you right, right. You know, I, I could say something, but but but, but because the words or because there's no emotion in it, now you think I'm trying to just put you off. So if I say I'm busy and don't say, baby, you know I'm busy, you know I'll say, you know, I like to talk to you, but I'm busy. You know, if I just say I'm busy, then you like, oh, you're too busy for me. Oh, what's the problem? You wasn't busy last night. There you go. Bring it down. Bring it down. Exactly. And it comes off wrong, just like you said. You tell me that. Hey, baby, I love you. Hey, I'll talk to you later. Oh, why you got to say it with an attitude? I didn't say it with an attitude. I didn't right, right, right. you later. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you interpret it certain. That's why I don't like texting on certain things because it gets taken a certain way. You can't, we can't win basketball. Just don't text me. I'll call you later. <laughs> no, don't text. Don't text. No, because you won't call later. <laughs> Listen, y'all haven't mastered the art of the text game because I'm going to tell you something, it's, it's a lot more simpler than y'all think. And I do agree, you know, some women are just extreme. But on a general basis, <laughs> well, see, that's always my thing. My thing is, what else have you done during the day that you that texting became this real task that you could not get to me all day? There's a problem for Stephanie with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, Pastor Seth. Can I can I get in? Can I get in? Can I get in? You sure can. Yeah. All you sure can. You, 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 know, you know what? What gets me sometimes, <laughs> like you'll text, 
you'll text two sentences, right? That basically need a simple answer, and they answer the first one. And I'm like, but I answer, but I asked you two questions. Why am I getting just oh. an answer to the first question? Oh, oh, goodness gracious. You're lucky. I, I, no, I only no. had time to answer one question. It was either or. <laughs> 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 I wondered that as well. I'm like, well, you never answered the second one, and then you're going to get mad because I text you again to ask you about the second question that you never answered. I don't get that. Okay, mm-hmm. well, well, watch this. Watch this. If the two questions is, Hey, baby, what you want to eat tonight? And then, hey, baby, you know we got a bill that's due. Which question do you think I'm going to answer? Am I going to pay the bill or what I want to eat tonight? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. We know answer the I, easiest question. I think you're going to answer the question well, that you want to answer. Well, my thing see, is, see, if you don't, answer, right there. don't answer nobody text. How about that? Uh, I know the, uh, I know the song now, is coming out. Now, 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 now <laughs> Pastor Charlotte is a, is a text monitor. What kind of crap is this? <laughs> well, you a monitor on text? Call her and Shanti because Shanti has been saying, you better not text anybody else during the day <laughs> if you don't text me back. Lord and can Jesus. I tell you something? Right. Can I tell you something? I'm on that tip as well. If you There's always the peanut gallery. No section is coming up in a few minutes. <laughs> I, I got a question. I got a question for Shanti. Is your switch tip answer my text? Is that going to be your switch tip for the day? Answer my text. Yes, we got Jesus may be calling. Answer the text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, baby. Well, we only got to see, what, two? And we got a ton of things that men say secretly they love. So we're coming back to this conversation. But it has been, how can you not shake the Monday morning blues with the two chances if you are, okay, you know what, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. All right, let's get a good one. Let's, oh, no, we can't do that one because that one is a, that one is a, okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. He says he loves when you play with his hair while he's driving. <laughs> Pastor Charlie. Me and Al is out of that one. Well. <laughs> <laughs> don't even act. Don't, don't even act. Don't even act. Don't even act. That was a bad one. Get another one. Go back to your former life. You two always like to talk about your former life. Go back to your former life. As a matter of fact, we need to start with Tamika because we may not have her for much longer. Tamika, playing with his hair while he's driving, is that something that you do? He ain't got no hair. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so either we got to do one or two things. 
If you only met Brother Al when he was bald, then we know he, you can't talk about Brother Al. <laughs> if, he has, if you have no formal life with Brother Al, then that might be a problem. But for just period, you know, with men, you know, did, is that something that you found, you know, something that you like to do, um, you know, with, uh, with the man while he's driving? This your former life. This your former life. Ain't nobody gonna hold it. Again. <laughs> um, I do find that they do. I, it, it keeps them calm. You know, um, they don't spaz out as much. They don't have so much of a case of road rage because it keeps them calm. So, you know, and even now, you know, from time to time, I will, you know, take uh, Al's head because he has no hair, and you know, just stroke the top of his head or the back of his head to keep him calm. There you go. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor Charlotte. <laughs> and, and that's what I was thinking when they both said they didn't have no hair. I said, just stroke their head, and if they act up, pop them. Elder um, <laughs> don't have no hair. He got, his hair is very short. But they do love it. They love it. They love it when you rub it on the back of their head. Just don't do too much because, you know, they get too relaxed. But men love that. They love that. And they love when you, you know, when you do have hair to play with their hair or rub the back of their head, you know, they love it. They love it. You love it too, KL. This is all while driving? Driving. Mm, I hope I ain't on the road next to none of y'all. Go ahead, Pastor KL. No ma'am, no ham, no no turkey. I I want to talk about this life. Forgetting those things with y'all behind. I want to talk about this life. First of all, y'all got these nails. Y'all got these nails, and you want to scrape my head. You ain't ain't rubber. You're scraping my head. Now I got (laughs) injuries, and and, and I got got cuts in my head. And, you know, no, I don't want you touching my head. I'm like Samson. My strength lies in my no hair. Just in my scalp. You know what? Don't touch me. You know what? All right. Brother Al, what say you? When you did have to I will say, I will, I will quote Ralph Cramden, no, sir, 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 no, sir. Now, Tamika may touch my hand and then stop. The reason for that is because if you rub in my head or mess with my hair while I'm driving, I'm going to go to sleep. Now we both gonna be in the right. hospital. So don't touch me right, while I'm right. it's, a, it's a distraction. Like Tamika might reach over, you know, it ain't like she's sitting there and rubbing. Like, she might reach over, touch my hair, and then that's it. I, you can't do that to me. I will go to sleep, and we will be on the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> You'll see us <laughs> on the news, car crash, <laughs> and I will try my best to get to her hospital bed and be like, "Why the heck did you rub my head? You know better." But nah, uh-uh. you're going to put me to sleep. That's a no-no. I don't want to be too relaxed and, while I'm driving. Then I'm not paying attention. And that's what caught my attention, Brother Al. My thing is, mm-hmm. why are you driving? You want to be massaging a head or playing with it? That would make a, that would calm a person nope. too much where they would want to go to sleep. And exactly. you're ending up over the ditch, you know, over the cliff exactly. or in the ditch. So no, okay, okay, okay. But please. Don't try this at home. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, my due time, too. 
uh, for all your contribution and your laughs into today's conversation. And we pray you all have a blessed day. Have a well, blessed day, too. everyone. And when you need questions Thank from you. the men, you ask me and KL. Don't get those crazy questions. We give you the real questions. <laughs> all righty now. Thank you, Brother Al. Thank you, Brother Al. All right. Have a nice day, everybody. All right. Well, we've been hearing from the peanut gallery all morning. Uh, it's now time to hear the switch tip with Shanti. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning. Oh, what you got for us today? Today, I got the switch with Shanti, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 131 is give God a return on his investment. Definition for invest, to devote one's time, effort, or energy to a particular promise with the expectation of a valuable result. Now, the definition for devote is to give all or a large part of one's time or resources to a person, activity, or cause. Now, we know that this is what God does for us. You know, we just got finished reading, going over the creation Again, how God strategically took time to create everything and everyone. And he really made sure that he gave his all to everything he created. Nothing was just thrown up in the air. He was like, okay, wherever it lands and lands, whatever happens, happens. No. And his goal was so that he could get a valuable result, not just for himself also, but when he decided to make man in his own image, it was so that man can now benefit off of all of his time, effort, and energy. And when I read the definition, it immediately made me think about the story of Cain and Abel that you can read in Genesis 4, 1 through 10. You know, Cain and Abel both gave an offering to God, but Abel's offering was accepted. Cain's wasn't because God saw the effort, the time, and the energy that Abel put into the offering versus Cain's lack of time, effort, and energy. It was just, okay, this is what I have. Here you go, God. You should be good with it. And Abel was strategic in what he offered to God. And if we pay attention to our lives, you know, even if you had a very rough life, you know, if you're still here now, you know, my past was crazy, it was this, it was that, blah, blah, blah. If you think about how God has worked you out, you know, the steps that he told you to take, not the steps you chose to take on your own because, I see a lot of people, including myself, including myself, you know, it's so easy to sit and complain and think about how rough things still are, but is it rough because of God or is it rough because of you? Because if you sit still long enough to pay attention to every step God is telling you to take or to be still when you want to move, you would pay attention to what you really should be doing. So if you have not already, please go and read Genesis 4, 1 through 10, so you can understand why Cain's able. Abel. Cain's um, offering wasn't accepted, but Abel's was. You know, it was the value that was put into the offering. I then came across 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, the New Limits Translation, which reads, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Now, the definition of reluctantly is in 
in an unwilling and hesitant way. So I'm going to read that sentence with the definition of reluctantly. And don't give in an unwilling and hesitant way or in response to pressure, meaning don't just give because you feel obligated. God wants to see that it's genuine. He wants to see that you have something and now you want to give it back. Not only do you want to give it back, you care about the way you give it back because you want God to read it a certain way. You want to show that effort. You want to show that time. You want to show that energy. And that's something that has really been sticking out to me a lot lately for some reason. You know, and I really do believe it's because I went from one extreme to another extreme in my life. I went to always one of the streets to now I love being home. And a lot of times taking the garbage out is a whole job for me. And my prayer lady has been, God, please don't allow me to think and hear and speak and see and move and make decisions based on laziness because you are assessing that, meaning you are analyzing that. Okay, so when you got up and prayed, did you just get up and pray because you said, I should be getting up and praying to you first, God? Or was there some real effort put into it? Did you read something before you prayed? Was there something that you wanted to make sure you mentioned in the prayer to make sure the prayer was targeted so that when I'm praying, I'm actually paying attention? Because I know I'm not the only one who a lot of times it's like I'm praying and then I'm like, well, what did I just say? Oh, okay. Well, now I got to start all over. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I've already been praying for six minutes. It's like, no, you really have to give that same time, effort, and energy that God has put into you. You must make sure you give that same time and energy to him. It also made me think about the story of the talents, the parable of the talents that Jesus explained to the disciples. And that's taken from Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Read that in the message version. Because it really breaks it down in plain words, words. But Jesus explained the difference between when God gave away the talents. He said, okay, I'm giving you two talents. I'm giving you five talents. And they all made sure that they put time, effort, and energy into those talents. And how did God know? Because they multiplied the talents. So to the one he gave two talents to, they were able to now have five talents. When he gave five talents to, they now went back to God and said, I now have 10 talents. And the one he gave one talent to said, well, I was afraid that, you know, because I know you sit back and you collect interest on it, but I didn't want anyone to steal the talent. So I just hit it. And God got so upset and said, you know what? Throw him away. I don't want nothing to do with him. Kill him. Because now my time, my effort, and my energy is now completely useless. We do not get these talents, these skills, these abilities, just so we can sit and look in the mirror and say, now you know you did that thing. You know. Okay, but if no one else can see, if you're not using it, if you're not exorcising it, if you're not promoting what God is doing within you, it's useless. So, and, and verse 30 really speaks, and I say, they, it will be gnashing of teeth, throw them in the pit of darkness, whichever version you read, it may say something a little different, but at the end of the day, just say, get, get rid of this person, they're useless, kill them, I don't want anything to do with them. And that's because God knows all of the time, effort, and energy he puts in us. And he gave you one job, one talent, and you couldn't even figure out how to do And you know what look, is crazy? You don't even have to figure out how to produce the other talents. If you take that one assignment that God gives you and you're focused on doing what he says before you realize it, you've now done nine other things. And it's like, oh, wait, well, you told me to fry chicken, but now I know how to clean chicken. I know how to talk about chicken. I know how to eat the chicken. 
I know the best way to throw away, throw away the chicken. There's like so many different things that come out of you just focusing on that one task, task I'm sorry, that God has given you. So we really have to make sure we're making the conscious decision of making a switch from being lazy and just giving God whatever, if we even decide to do that, because there's so much, so many more of us that's just like, I ain't bothering to give God anything, then, all right, here, God, you know, okay, I'm going to church, but are you paying attention? You know, I'm, I'm reading the Bible, but are you reading with intention? You know, okay, I'm doing this, but are you just doing it out of obligation? Or Because every, everything we do starts out with obligation. It starts out with just, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this. But when you focus on the why, especially when it comes to things of God, you focus on the why, you get to see why God is telling you this, and now it really piques your interest. And I pulled up the definition of interest, and it's the, the price you pay to borrow money. Because, of course, when you pull up anything with investment and interest, it gives you financial definitions initially. But even with this definition, the price you pay to borrow Anything we have right now is borrowed. The breath, the air that we're breathing is borrowed. The time that we have is borrowed. Our talent, skills, ability is borrowed. Our resources is borrowed. We only have these things because God has said, I am lending this to you for a certain amount of time. Now, we don't know how long we're going to have it. Only he knows that. But now, what are you going to do with this borrowed time? So now God gets nothing. So now you don't pay God financially. You don't pay God anything for what he's allowing you to borrow, but you just want to keep borrowing and borrowing. But God, I need more time. God, I need more this. I need more resources. I need more smarts. I mean, you just want to keep borrowing, but you don't want to pay anything back, which now it makes more sense why the the person who only had one talent, he said, and didn't multiply, he said, get rid of them because you just want to keep borrowing. Because if God went back and said, okay, you didn't do anything, but here's another talent, they wouldn't have rejected it. They would have taken it. And had he said, okay, I'm going to give you another one, they would have taken that. So now God would have given you three talents and still you didn't multiply it. So we really have to make sure we're making the switch from being that person to now being someone who gives God a return on his investment. And we have the general way of giving God a return on his investment. Anytime you open the Bible, following his commandments genuinely is giving him a return on his investment. But there's also those personalized things we can do that he addresses each of us with that says, okay, Shantice, this is what I need you to do specifically, or Mark, this is what I need you to do specifically, I'm sorry. So if we focus on giving God a return on his investment, just like one of the verses says in his word, he will bless us, he will open up the windows of heaven and bless us with so many things that we will not have room to, to um, store it. But we have to make sure we're giving God a return of his investment and stop thinking lazy and just giving him anything in your kind of way. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you for that for that uh, switch tip. Ah, giving God an invest a return on his investment. Uh, let's get get that benediction. Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Amen. 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 And amen. Ah, you know, (laughs) giving God a return on his investment, you know, I, I really like that. Um, switch tip because I don't think 
many of us think about it like that. You know, we there's a price that has been paid for us to even be here. You know, Jesus getting on that cross um, is, is the price. You know, his suffering, that that's what was paid for us to be able to walk and live freely and to have that choice and option at living right. And I think, you know, that that's, that's one of the, the biggest issues that I have is that people walk around and they feel like they don't have to give God anything. You know, they don't owe anything to the Lord. But we do. We owe everything to God. We can't do anything without the Lord. Just like Shanti said, just the very air we breathe is loaned to us so that we can serve the Lord. And for some reason, people have this feeling like the life that they have is their own. And that's the way the enemy would want you to believe that we have, you know, we have say over our life. You do. God didn't make a robot. He didn't make any of us robots. However, when you think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for you, we owe him everything. We owe him everything. He says, I'm a jealous God. You know, you put things before me as though I don't exist. You come running and begging to me, you know, when uh, when you need something. You come and ask when you need something. You know, I'm, I'm here to answer your questions, to get you out of those situations, you know, to, to, to fix your, you know, your, your loved one and make them well and all of this kind of stuff. I'm good for, but when there's just a basic mention of what you do for me or what you should do or how you, you know, deal with me one-to-one, or if there is a one-to-one with me, then everything kind of shifts. But I think if we look at things in a realistic manner, you know, we, you know, we just, it just would be no us. And I think about that all the time. I think about how great God is and how even when we didn't even deserve to live, he spared our life. Even when we didn't deserve anything. You know, when I was praying last night, you know, I went through those things, you know, all the things that we put before God and all the things that we do that dismiss God's existence. And, you know, that's a, it's a, that's big. That's huge. And I don't think we realize how much we insult God when we be, you know, when we behave like this, when we act like there's no God, when we act like he doesn't matter. And when we say he matters, but we don't act as though he matters. You know, I, I, I love God. You know, I get up every day and I say thank you to the Lord. 
you know, forgive me. And I'm saying to myself, and what else? And people get insulted when you ask in one way or another, well, what else are you doing for the Lord? I say my prayers. You know, God is in my heart. And I, and I just look and I'm like, is that all you have to give to God? When you think about all that God does for you, what are you going to do that show it, I mean, it literally shows God? You know what, God? I'm going to give you a return on your investment. You know, most times you hear me say, thank you, God, for investing in us one more time. Yeah, he could have left us in darkness. But no, he has just presented his marvelous light in front of us. And what do we say? How do we treat God? What do we do? You want to make sure that you are doing whatever it is you need to do to make it happen and make your relationship right with the Lord. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for coming through big time and always giving us a way to shake the Monday morning blues. Thank you for hanging out with us today and participating in our, you know, conversation. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Or please do not miss the opportunity to develop a stronger relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God speaks. Where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Gate, I love you.